0: Hi, I'm Adrian Maidman. Welcome to I'm Also, where we talk to people with multiple careers, pursuits, or hobbies. The more varied, the better. My guest today is Darcelle Apelu. Darcelle completed her Masters of Art and Design from AUT in 2013, and has also completed a Diploma of Teaching. Darcelle's art practice involves mediums such as moving image, sound, performance, and installation. Hi, Darcelle. Hello. Ciao. How are you? Good. You've got a lot going on. I do. <laughs> How do you manage to get, do so much?
1: I think for me, um, I usually say yes before I realise uh, what I'm actually committing to half the time. Um, but I make it work, a lot of extra late nights.
0: And now for the, for the layman, your art is described as moving image, sound, performance and installation. What, is that, what does that? What does it involve?
1: Um, so moving image is just another like an art term for film. So yep. using film based technology, sound same thing using just the technology of sound recording. And then you've got installation that looks at spatial, um, spatial concerns. You know, creating works in a space instead of just on a like flat two D plane. And then a bit of performance as well.
0: Oh yep. And have you done any sort of recent exhibitions?
1: Um. I have. um, I have a couple more coming up this year. I'm actually going to be heading off to um, the Yorkshire Sculpture Park in the UK in a couple of weeks. So I'll be there for a six-week residency. So i get a fully paid trip over there, which is awesome, to make art. Yeah.
0: What kind of art will you be making?
1: I have no idea. I'm just going to see when I get there and see what kind of comes about. So it's
0: obviously not a holiday.
1: It's not a holiday, no. So I have four intense weeks doing that. And then hopefully I can do some more kind of touristy art stuff by going to the um, Tate and hoping to go to the Louvre in France as well and check out a few things in Venice too. There's no kind of um, there's no exhibition outcome at the end. I don't have to make anything, so it's just about me being there, get the opportunity to be in a different country, and experience you know have an experience over there. So. I'll probably bring some stuff back with me and and make some work from that, but there's no kind of um, set kind of outcome, which is quite nice. And where do you stay? So I'll be actually staying in the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. Um, It's on the Breton Estate, so I have a little flat that I get to stay there, and then I also have a studio space that I can pretty much go nuts in.
0: And how did you get that opportunity?
1: I applied for it. Um, but it was through a partnership between YSP, Yorkshire Sculpture Park, um, and Tatuhi, which is a art centre up in Auckland in Pokadunga. So it was a partnership between them and their sponsors is um Stephen and Sigrid Sigrid um Kirk. So Sigrid is a, a Kiwi girl, but she's been over London for twenty odd years I think, and has sponsored sponsored the um, residency. So really excited about that too. Mm.
0: So you just show your work and say, "Hey, look, look, I'm really good. Send me over there."
1: Yeah, just apply. This is what my practice is. This is what I'm looking at exploring when I'm over there. Um, so you just kind of give a rough idea, and they pr- I was selected out of a hundred candidates, which was really cool. Wow. Yeah. Is
0: it one every year, or is it just sort of?
1: This is the first time they've done it, wow. so I'm the first New Zealand artist to actually have a residency at YSP.
0: Okay, so it's not just a New Zealand thing. It can be.
1: No, it can be from all over the all over the world. Yeah. Ooh. That's very impressive isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Plus doing all my teaching.
0: Yeah, so teaching, how does that uh, how does that work with your art practice?
1: So a lot of the stuff that I'm doing um, influences what I teach. I teach an actual moving image paper in the Bachelor of Creative Industries here at Toy Hall So students kind of get hands-on experience from what I do out an in industry essentially so that's that's really exciting that I can literally just relay what I've learnt to them and they kind of get that really instantaneous kind of current knowledge um, and then also theory stuff so looking at where our kind of culture sits and how artists and designers respond to it
0: What culture what, all cultures?
1: Yeah just cultures Western culture um, Eurocentric culture all that sort of stuff yeah
0: that's probably the fun part. Is it the theory?
1: I think students find it the most difficult. Um I think a lot of students get scared of the word research, but once they are able to use it and utilise it as part of their practice, they realise that it's actually really important. So we see that as they progress through into their third year that actually it's really, really helpful.
0: Now, that's not the most interesting part of your current, <laughs> shall we say, career, in my opinion. Yes. So... um so people probably see like, you know, art, okay, teaching, that kind of links in together. That makes sense. But there's a, there's a third string to your bow. Would it be a third? Maybe, I guess so. Yeah. And what would that be?
1: Um, I'm a competitive woodchopper.
0: Competitive woodchopper.
1: Yeah. Or axman.
0: <laughs> What's the correct terminology? Because I read both and I was like, oh, what am I supposed to... Call?
1: I think either or, like... Um, because over in over in the states and in North America they say lumberjack, oh. or lumberjill. So it just depends on the context. But generally in New Zealand and Australia, we say axman X-Men. or um, or wood People generally understand what what that is. So I So I think Men has this like hierarchy to it, whereas wood is kind of a little bit easier to <laughs> understand. How did
0: you get into wood chopping?
1: Oh, long story short. Um, so I went to Mount College oh yeah and back in the day they actually had a timber sports team really yeah Um, so I was just asked by a friend of a friend she's like oh do you want to come and do some double soaring and I was like oh I have no idea what that is I'll give it a go (laughs) Um, went and did it and pretty much got hooked from there so I started that when I was about 14 I started competing mainly in soaring events and then I progressed up to chopping with an axe so is that a popular school thing It isn't at the moment. Unfortunately, after I had kind of finished high school and left to go to university, um, because it takes so much time to actually get all the prep work done, like actually felling trees and cutting them up and peeling them and then actually training on them actually takes a lot of background work. And so we had a lot of these really excellent old guys that, you know, were retired. Yeah. And we work their, you know, work their butts off, you know, teaching these really young kids how to compete. But I think, you know, there hasn't been anyone that's come up through to kind of sustain it, so it's kind of fallen to the wayside, and we don't have any more um, college. We used to have inter-college competitions between Mount College, Wohu College up in Auckland, um, Tokoroa. They even had a team from the Bay of Islands once. Yes, but that's all kind of, it's gone. We haven't been able to sustain it because the sport itself is kind of in decline, yeah.
0: Like a lot of sort of sports in parts.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is there a link between your wood chopping and your art?
1: I guess you could say there is. Um, Sometimes my wood chopping influences my art. I've done some performances that mimic wood chopping, yeah, um I've even chopped a block in a gallery space before up in auckland, yeah. um so there's these definite crossovers because I kind of like to look at how because essentially like wood chopping is a is a lifestyle it's and it's like it's ritualistic in a way, like my husband and I go away most weekends over summer to go chop just like anyone would go to church every Sunday, so there's all these kind of crossovers that you can kind of see within you know and what do people we do
0: get freaked out if, if you say I'm a wood chopper. And an artist, or you think, yeah, I'm an artist and a wood chopper. Or are they just kind of go.
1: I think they will they sometimes a little, they look a little bit perplexed. <laughs> they're kind of like, ah. Oh.
0: Is that the wood chopping community or the, um,
1: the art? Community? It's probably more so the wood chopping community, art community. Like, oh, that's really cool, because you know, the art community is really really open. Not to say the wood chopping isn't, but. You know, there are, you know, certain structures and stereotypes that come come along with being a woodchopper, and also being a female woodchopper. You have all these kind of connotations that you must be this kind of butch, strong, um, like person, but you are not. Um, there are many girls that I know that compete. Uh, you just wouldn't you wouldn't pick them out of a crowd and say that they're a woodchopper. So I think that's also a really good thing that you know, there is no kind of stereotype around what you can and can't do depending on your background and that. And you mm.
0: recently won a title, didn't you?
1: I did. I won the New Zealand Steel Women's Championship. So um, it was an inaugural event, so I'm the first ever to win win that national title. So I'm really, really happy with that. Amazing. And where yeah. was, that? was that? That was held at Mystery Creek. Yeah. Um. And it's run by Still New Zealand, obviously, but it's run mainly by Jason Winyard, who obviously a lot of people know out there in the even just in the sports community. Um, he's an amazing X man. Won multiple titles and world championships he's won nine individual world championships over the last 15 years so um he did a great job at you know facilitating getting the women's in there Mm -hmm. you know to have you know it's to have the first ever women's event is actually really exciting because you know it's we don't generally have a lot of um a lot of events that we we can do we go in the open events with the guys which is awesome but even our, lum- our numbers aren't that great but you know to have eight solid women up there competing was really cool um and I got to shake a really big bottle of champagne which was awesome Did as well it, like, like I, I, one, yeah, pretty but. much yeah it was really awesome I got to do that and get drench everyone else in champagne and had a trophy and I've got my medal so yeah really excited I think I wouldn't have been able to do it without the support of my family and especially my husband who pretty much is like super supportive and pretty much gets all my gear ready and Good. yeah does all that stuff for me carries my bags
0: <laughs> one key thing to leave beforehand oh one one key thing i like to know before the end is yes. just to cut a piece of wood you know just for firewood yes what's the key
1: some just key tips for the old... Key tips. you got a big
0: bit of wood there and you want to just chop it for your fire.
1: Chop it for your fire. Um, so, obviously, when we do wood chopping, it's a totally different technique from cutting your yeah. firewood, but if you're cutting a, big, a really big block, like anything that's, you know, maybe well i don't know if because what trouble is we work in the imperial system so you generally look at inches and feet if it's over like maybe 16 or 18 inches it's a really big block to try and split in half what you try and do is actually go around so you actually chip sections off as you go around and you're able to kind of you're not having to hit so many times you can be a little bit more effective so, don't so go, go for that
0: great big one in the middle
1: don't go for the middle Try and chip it around and work, work, move yourself around the block instead of trying to move the block to suit you too Because some people just start moving it with their arms. so to just get a space you can walk around, chip off the edges, and follow. If you've hit once, make sure you you hit the crack. Don't hit back in the space. Hit the crack that you can see, like the little mm-hmm. friction. Yeah, because where you know accidents can happen <laughs> and it glances off because mm, oh, yeah. you don't want that day eh? no, no. <laughs> no accidents you don't want acc you know down on us <laughs> chopping legs um so if people
0: want to find out more about your your art or your wood chopping where would they go
1: oh gosh website? um i have a website? website i have a website that's mainly looking at um my arts practice yeah so it's just com. um I don't have a lot of stuff on my wood chopping side but um, you've just
0: been on Sky TV
1: though I was on Sky yes Um, I don't know if they're playing it anymore but yeah definitely on Sky they have like the rookies championships which is like the under 25 guys and the elites maybe they'll do some replays later on Um, but you know if people want to find out we've got um, we've I'm the secretary and treasurer for our region for wood chopping, so Northern Axmas North Island Association, and it's a mouthful. The acronym's actually called Narnia. <laughs> so if you get a chance to search it up just on Facebook. Just randomly. It, it was just randomly happened. But, yeah, check us out on Facebook or even the New Zealand Axmas Association. You can probably find some stuff about me there as well.
0: Okay. Thank you for your time, Darcel. Thank you. That was fun.